Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Soporu. We are back for another wonderful episode. And before we get into the episode, make sure you like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, comment, support this podcast. Love doing it every week for all the Your Money, Your Life podcast listeners. This week, we got a lot. There's a lot in the news, a lot of stuff that we're going to discuss. We're also going to do our financial roundtable and talk a little bit about some tools that I've discovered that have been helpful for me to reach my goals. So, hey, of course, thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. What's in the news this past week? So much in the news. We'll discuss some fun ones, some fun headlines that I thought was really, really interesting to discuss. First and foremost, let's talk about another crypto hack. So there was another crypto hack. It was a decentralized finance platform uh, that was a Ronin. It was on Ronin blockchain, which is connected to the prop- popular crypto game Axie Infinity. Hackers got away with $625 million. Um, and so this is something that has been prevalent in kind of the DeFi community, the crypto community. But hacking and, and laundering and fraud is prevalent everywhere. Scams are prevalent everywhere. So people like to connect it to crypto as a, as a con and saying, hey, this is a bad point of crypto. But it happens everywhere. So for me, these hacks don't mean anything. It's, it's not the news you want when you're talking about crypto and a new industry and decentralized finance. But... It's part of the growing pains of something that's potentially big for the, our, our society, right? Like the decentralized finances really allows people to do something in a permissionless way. They can lend and borrow seamlessly. They can save money through staking, through yielding, yield farming, through a lot of different things. And when you have something like that that's still under $100 billion dollars, in the total value locks, that means the total value across DeFi platforms deposited in decentralized finance protocol platforms. That's still a young industry, over you know, under 100 billion. So you're going to have growing pains as the as it scales, and resources become more available. You will have less less growing pains. So, um, obviously, bad, sad news, but something that happened, and we have to be aware of the Oscars. Oh, we didn't even talk about the. <laughs> the incredible Oscars. So two-sided story. Apple is the first streaming platform to win an Oscar. Coda, which is a movie I still haven't seen, but I need to see it. Me and my girlfriend have been talking about watching it. Still haven't had the chance to watch it, but we will. Um, does what that mean for streaming platforms? Netflix has been nominated so many times, never won. I still think Netflix should have won for one of their sh- movies, but that's neither here nor there. What is here? is that Apple's Coda did win. So streaming platforms, I mean, do we think streaming platforms are shutting down theaters? I don't think so. Theaters are still, the, theatrical releases are still important to the studio business. You make a lot of money for big box office hits if you're a studio, right? And and you're still wanting to get that big box office feel. And for someone like me, and probably many of you out there listening, you don't want to cook your own food, sit down, and get ready to stream at home. You want to go to a theater, kick back in a nice reclining chair. We go to IPix Theater right, right on Seaport. All right? It, it's a, such a great experience, nostalgic experience, if you will. Um, but let's talk about the slap. Oh, man. So for those who didn't see it, and you probably heard it, everyone's heard about the news now. It's been trending for the last four or five days. 
after a, a joke by Chris Rock, Chris Rock was on stage giving a joke, doing his old bit, and he made a joke about Jada Smith, Will Smith's wife. Um, and Will Smith walked straight up to him and slapped him in front of millions of viewers, in front of millions of people on social media, slapped him, walked back to his desk and yelled, or walked back to his chair and yelled obscenities and told him to keep his wife's name out of his mouth. Um, I, I, I was immediately on the side of it was the wrong thing to do, but not for the similar reasons I think that everyone else had one why was it the wrong thing to do i think will smith couldn't handle that backstage like all right hey you catch him backstage you tell him what you need to, he needs to hear maybe you slap him backstage that's okay but you don't do it out there so that was one of the reasons why i was um not because it makes black people i don't think it makes us look bad. that's that's a horrible take um people have done many different things it doesn't paint one race a certain way i think it was just because he could have handled that backstage like I understand being angry and protecting your your wife, but handle that backstage. The second reason was because Chris Rock just looked defeated, like humiliated, um, and that's sad to see someone humiliated on such. And it's not like it's a just a regular guy; like that's another celebrity star. And he's humiliated on one of the biggest stages in the, in the world, um, and has no recourse. Didn't swing back. Didn't do anything. Um, that just to me is hard to watch because I would have swung back. I don't care if you're Will Smith, Mike Smith. I don't care who you are. I, I, I would have swung back on him. <laughs> but but um, yeah, it's just it's it humiliating. See, I don't know. I, I so I felt bad for him in that respect because you just don't like to see that for for a drunk guy. Uh, but his tickets for his shows have actually been skyrocketing he has like five shows in new york new jersey with kevin hart i actually want to go see it now uh because i want to know what he's gonna say <laughs> he had a show in boston chris rock did and super curious to see if someone has tape video audio because i want to know what he had to say but hey man hopefully everyone gets this worked out because uh, such such a crazy moment but those are my takes and next up we have tesla tesla's doing another stock split well, it's really more of a, a, a increase of authorized shares to provide a dividend to shareholders. So it's like a roundabout way of saying they're stock splitting, but do a dividends, which might have tax consequences for shareholders. Like roundabout way of doing that, but they are saying they're doing it, which is interesting. Gotta love it. Elon's always in the news. Who else was in the news? BlackRock was in the news talking digital currencies. So for those who don't know, BlackRock is the largest asset manager in the world with 10 trillion, yes, trillion with a T, assets under management. Their CEO, Larry Fink, was finally just opened up to cryptocurrency. He said, hey, one of the less discussed aspects of the Ukraine-Russia war is its potential impact on accelerating digital currencies. Fink thinks that the utility of digital currencies could be for cross-border payments and all these other highlights that people have mentioned for many, many years. But now BlackRock is starting to mention it and they've said so in their shareholder letter. But for me, I think, is this a big deal that BlackRock, the largest asset manager, is talking about cryptocurrency finally? I think somewhat. Listen, you've seen cryptocurrency prices rise over the last month as equities, uh, U.S. stocks and equities have risen too because we're in a different environment now. I think the market's more comfortable with over geopolitical conflicts, <laughs> inflation numbers. 
are still going to be high, what the Fed's saying about raising rates. So different environment. But it's still, it's a big deal because it's the largest asset manager, right? Like if you have 10 trillion assets under management, you are market moving when you make a potential play and in investment. Um, and I've seen people inquire about cryptocurrencies and that's why BlackRock is starting to talk about their clients who they manage 10 to trillion dollars for are talking about it. So they need to speak about it and provide services if need be. And that's what we did because we have people inquiring about cryptocurrency and I already was invested personally. So it made all the sense in the world to me. Um, so, so it's a really, really interesting place right now where we're at, but yeah, I mean, people are talking about it. People are talking about it. Next up, we will go into our financial roundtable. Hey, everyone, gather around to our financial roundtable where we discuss topics, finance, success, motivation, whatever it may be. Today, we're talking a little mix of success, motivation. I was just like thinking about like everyone's different goals and my own goals and as we know on this you know, podcast, I share a lot of personal finance updates, news, tips, best practices, strategies, but I don't go into like much about like how I've become what I think is quite successful or any of those things. That's uh, because I don't really feel the need of talking about that. But I do think for general purposes, um, it's good to speak about ways people can reach their certain goals or if it's a finance goal or business goal or life goal, how they can think about structuring a framework because it's important. A lot of people don't know. I didn't know. I just kind of like figured it out, stumbled upon it myself. But I think one of the reasons, one of the ways we can do that is to share these best practices, knowledges, or things that I've learned throughout, you know, hitting benchmarks that I've wanted to hit. One, I think that was super important is to, yes, it's always like, hey, do what you're passionate about or do what you love. Yeah, I do think that to a certain extent, you should do that. Sometimes you don't have to. There's people that are like selling butts, nuts and bolts, but selling nuts and bolts or whatever. And I don't think there's anyone particularly passionate about doing that, but they make a lot of money doing it. But I do think it is good to figure out stuff that you enjoy doing and see if there's a way for you to monetize that. And number two, focus in the beginning, focus your concentration on that said thing, right? Like people try to do a million things you want to at first focus your concentration on building up if it's a business of your own building that up first concentrate all your energy equity resources in that and then when it becomes self-sufficient you're able to spread out and do different things like people think that people that are well off um why they're well off is because they have more time than other people right like if you have work at eight, nine to five you don't have time when you're on the clock to do other stuff like to build other revenue streams to now i mean it has been easier time than ever because of flex work from home covid and people able to like work from home and build other side income streams but if you weren't you you don't have the time to do that so focus all your concentration on building that one avenue first then when that avenue is self-sufficient and scalable you're able to do different things have other income sources try to figure out other passions, invest your resources in different areas. That's where people are able to build that full flywheel of success and resources when they give themselves the time to do so. And yes, a lot of it is passive income and people talk about like how you get that. People always talk about real estate in that regards. I'm not a big real estate head. 
um, it's more headache than it's worth for a lot of people. People think it's some like easy way to like flip this and do that. No, you're dumping a lot of money in these crappy houses to remodel them. And I'm not a builder, so I would pay someone to do that. Then you're also finding people to manage it or you manage it yourself. It's a bigger headache than you. There's way easier ways to make passive income than in real estate. Trust me. Um, but if that's your thing, please, by all means. But there's way different ways. I'd, I would advise researching different ways. You can invest in businesses that are not real estate related. You can do other things, scale online businesses, so many different things uh, that people disregard um, in that regard. So, so many different ways to do it. Find your way, find your passion, and really put all the effort to it. Build community. I'm starting to share a little bit more. Again, we have the, which I think I'll post about today um the social investing network where you know we're talking every day about different subjects different things i have a community of over 360 people that we're working with to help reach financial planning investment management goals we want to increase the amount of people we're working with um hopefully we get to a thousand families over the next course of five years which we will we just keep gaining more people every every month um and they're ambitious people that are trying to reach long-term goals. So it's super crucial that we keep sharing that message to people because I think people forgot about it. Now people are back on the way. They're like, oh, you know, market's up. Things are back. Let me save again. You should always be saving no matter what the time frame is, no matter what the situation is. Um, so if you need help with that or you know someone that needs help with that, reach out to me and we'll speak to them. That's this episode this week. Really appreciate y'all for listening. We will talk next week.